Thank you for listening to the Streams Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community that strives to know Jesus and make Him known. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a great rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy. Yes. Yes. Okay, are we on here? This one. Where, are we, can you guys hear me? Am I coming through the speakers, or do I need to change? Change. Okay, good. Yes. Um, uh, we actually had a little sample of uh, Mr. Allen's um, smoked, shredded, oh, so tasty. So excited about the men's retreat <laughs> to have more of that. And John Wallace is cooking breakfast, if you haven't experienced that. And then we're bringing in Chick-fil-A for lunch. So 20 bucks, it's a great deal. Like, even if you duck out of the sessions and just come for food. No, you would never do that. You'd never do that. Anyhow, um, let's go ahead and pray. Thank you, Lord, for uh, today. Thank you just for your spirit. And um, Lord, whatever it looks like, we just take the posture that we want your truth to be revealed to us, um, that we're open to whatever you have saying. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you that it's a light into our path, and it's just um, a great way to live. So we just um, welcome you in this service, in Jesus' name. Amen. We are doing a uh, series all about reset. So the idea is kind of looking at scripture, looking at biblical truths, and using that as a mirror or a filter to create rhythms that God has for us. So there's an interesting story that I'm going to launch off today in our service. And uh, there was a a man named Kimi Suchet. He was a rising star in the generation of the Japanese stockbrokers in the 80s. And um, this guy was, like, super motivated, super on fire. He regularly worked 90-plus hours. He worked seven days a week. Um, His main heartbeat was success. Like, that was his vision. He was all about performance in his life. He actually um, was very successful, and he learned, uh, he earned this legendary Corporate Warriors Award in the Japanese culture. He was honored. He was on all sorts of publications. And during a sales retreat weekend, um, he actually collapsed, and they were not able to recover him. He died when he was 26 years old. His heart literally gave out. In that culture, um, death by overworking is so common that they actually became a name for it. It's called Kiroshi. And this is actually an article on it, but they realize that this is now becoming a worldwide problem. Um, there's case studies of working 55 plus hours a week will lead to very serious health problems. And according to the International Labor Organization, cases of uh, Kiroshi rose from 49 in 1997 to 187 people died in 2011 from literally working themselves to death. Isn't that fascinating? And so today, um, I thought it would be a great time to talk about Sabbath and the importance of taking a day off. Now, um, I heard a message like this about three years ago, and I was raised in church, and often you don't hear about this topic being spoken very often, but this message really convicted me. So I don't know how it's going to hit you, but this was a big problem in my life. I just feel like I'm always on the go. I'm always thinking about work stuff, and there's family balance, and there's all these different things. And so I feel like it's a very important message for us in, our, in this time, in this culture, in way that we want to live. And I feel like there's a lot of people that are like me who are really overactive, <laughs> um, who are just like 
We're always thinking about the next thing. And so maybe you need to ask your, yourself the question of, is being overactive a problem for me? Um, is my mind always racing that when I, when I settle down and I try to sleep, there's just like all these things that I got to do for the next day that fire off? Um, maybe you're just like, I don't, I can't listen to this right now. <laughs> like, Sean, you have no idea what I have to cram in, and there's no way I can get everything that I'm responsible to do done in six days a week. Like, sh turn off, like, I don't know where, where, where you are today. <laughs> Maybe you're retired and you're like, I like this. Like, I like <laughs> being able to take a day off. Amen. But we're going to look at what the... <laughs> Everybody's envious of you. We're going to talk about coveting next week. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> but what does the Bible say about rest? I, I just, I want you to have open ears to like, let's, let's discover what the scripture has about this because I think that there's a great piece of truth for every one of us in this room. So here's what I do see. I do see that... The busyness of our lives really is destroying our peace, that we have very little margin in our life, and it's affecting us both emotionally and physically. And it's like we're experiencing Kiroshi in slow motion. The pace of our life and the desire to accomplish more <laughs> is affecting our souls. Who here has experienced your company or your employer saying, I want you to do more with less, right? Like we're, we're responsible... <laughs> in handling all of our job plus dealing with COVID, plus all the drama that that ensues, right, Jackie, right? We were talking about this this week. Like, it's just extra pressure, extra stress. So, here's a little multiple, uh, multiple choice question for you. How often do you experience more, one or more of these feelings? Feelings of being exhausted or stressed. Feelings like you're just on edge. I feel like I'm under pressure, I'm under pressure, I'm, I'm feeling frazzled. Does this happen to you? Is it like, every, every day, okay, you're, you, you're in column A, you're in column A. <laughs> or maybe you're like, you know what, it happens, but maybe it's once a month. Or you're like, Leroy, like, ah, oh, that never happens to me. <laughs> Hardly ever. Hardly ever. See, good, okay, good answer. <laughs> okay, so what is Sabbath? Let's just define that. It's a... Uh, uh, it's translated sabbat. If you, if you see it on the, a plug for the chosen, you'll hear that word. Sabbat, that's uh, the Greek version. But what is Sabbath? It is created by God. It's set apart. It's, it's holy. It's a day of rest. What it means is to stop working, to cease from work. You can slow down. You don't have to be in a hurry that day. And so where we find this is um, actually in, in the beginning. In Genesis 2, um, God models a day of rest as he creates the world. In chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, it says, um, The seventh day God ended his work on which he had done. He rested on the seventh day from all of his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because he rested from all of his work which God created and made. There's an interesting passage in Exodus 31, 17. And um, get this, maybe you've never caught this, but it says, Six days the Lord made the heavens and earth, and on the seventh day he was rested and was refreshed. Have you ever thought about God, the power of the universe, like being refreshed? What does that look like? Um, when you look at what that defines as is being refreshed, God took a breath in. He took a breath in. So in creation, how did he create everything? Yeah, he, he didn't get a pickup. He didn't get his work boots. He literally spoke, and the heavens were created. 
and he formed man, and what did he do? He breathed in man. On the seventh day, he took a break to breathe in. Isn't that interesting? And so, have you ever, have you ever said to yourself, I just feel like I can't catch my breath. I'm going so fast. The Sabbath is a day of, it's a gift from God, and it's modeled in creation that we can take a break. We can catch our breath. And um, I, I think it's interesting that God created a seven-day work week. And so the reason our calendars are set up the way they are is because of creation. He could have created a four-day work week, or a 10-day, or a 12-day work week. But there's something interesting about a seven-day work week. And the medical field has done research on this. And this was a quote from a, a medical um, uh, article. It says, the lack of rest carries serious health consequences. Research shows that failing to rest after six days of steady work will lead to insomnia, hormonal imbalance, fatigue, irritability, organ stress, and other increasingly serious physical and mental symptoms. Turning our attention to matters of work, I'm so guilty of this, <laughs> turning my attention to matters of work when resting has been shown to trigger stress-induced anxiety. It's hard <laughs> to shut off from thinking about things that you have to do. Um, uh, I remember when our kids were toddlers, and, and parents, <laughs> you remember this? Like, when your toddler is just overstressed. Like, it's nap time, right? And, and, like, you see this interaction where the parent says, okay, it's time for you to take a nap. You never see the toddler like, you know what, Mom and Dad, I do feel a little <laughs> stressed out. I, I'm feeling anxiety. I'm going to get my blanket and softly, peacefully go to sleep. <laughs> what is that? It's like, I wonder if there's something in our nature that just resists rest. No, I want to be up. Like, I want to, I want to, I don't want to miss this. Like, there's this, like, tug in us to not sleep. And toddlers are, like, great examples of this tug. Um, the Ten Commandments, most of us are familiar with them, but this makes the list. So when God gave us ten in simple instructions to do and not do, he said to take a break. He said to take a Sabbath day. And when you look at it, it's found in Exodus 20. Um, if you have your Bible, turn there because he gives us ten instructions. And you'll notice in your type font that this commandment has the most real estate in that passage. There's more words honoring this commandment than any of the other commandments. It says this. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do your work, but on the seventh day is Sabbath, the day of, the, uh, day of your Lord. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is living within your gates. For six days the Lord has made the heavens and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So, he probably knew that we were going to argue with him. <laughs> so that's why he made this the biggest, right? And it's interesting, it doesn't say that we have to go to church in that declaration or that commandment, but it's a holy day, it's set apart. So in our culture, um, Sunday is a typical day where people kind of chill out and rest. Um, in, in Israel, they took the seventh day. So I, I don't think um, the importance is like one set specific day, but it is important both physically, mentally, and spiritually to take a day off. And so let's back up. Um, if you've tuned out, tune in, because this is a really interesting part. 
The first mention of Sabbath was actually before the Ten Commandments. It's a couple chapters before this in Exodus 16. Exodus 16, 23 through 27. Here's what's going on. So Moses has led the people out of Israel, or out of, excuse me, Egypt. So the, the Red Sea parted, the, the Egyptian soldiers had died, so they're like in the wilderness, and God's providing for them. So every single day, the Israelites wake up to a miracle that God provides. It's called manna. So when they woke up on all the, the trees, there was a dew that settled, like a flowery, like a paste, like a, like a flaky, and they would take that, and they would make like cakes with it. They'd fry it or boil it up, and it was almost cake. Um, so they were... In, they were having this manna supernaturally provided. So every day they would collect this manna. And do you guys remember what would happen if they tried to keep the leftovers for the next day? Yeah, it would spoil. It would go bad. But on the sixth day, he says there's going to be double manna. There's going to be extra manna. Keep that. And did it spoil on the seventh day? No. And he says don't go out there and collect manna the next day. So here's how it reads. It says um, in Exodus 16, 20, uh, 23 through 27, he said to them, this is what the Lord says, tomorrow is Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath. This is the first mention of Sabbath in the Bible. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil and lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So they laid up till morning and as Moses commanded and did not, it did not stink nor were there any worms in it. Then Moses says, eat that today for today is Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, there will be none. Now it had happened that people like Sean and others went out on the seventh day to gather, but guess what? There was none. <laughs> and the Lord is like to Moses, why don't these people listen? Like, that's what I would have done, just for curiosity's sake. Is there anybody else who admit, like, you know what, I want to go check it out. Like... <laughs> But God says, hey, this is a gift for you. And so it leads me to kind of wrestle with the fact that maybe God will allow my labor and our labor to be blessed. But if we try to work on the seventh day, we're on our own. We're on our own. God's not going to bless our efforts when he says, don't work. Have you ever thought of that? I don't know about you, but I especially being in this role, like, I need God to be with me. <laughs> like, we need God in this church. And I don't want to labor if I'm doing it in vain for no reason. Uh, I look at businesses, and I think about businesses that are shut down on Sunday. And you think of Chick-fil-A, right, ladies? What about Hobby Lobby? Ah, you're, the, you're like the Seventh-day people going out to collect manna, trying to get into Hobby Lobby on Sunday. Dad, see, you're laughing. It's us. It's us. I'm guilty. What about discount tire? American Business 101 says the best chance to get customers is on the weekend. That's when you get business. But those businesses said, no, we're going to shut down that day. And I talked to Bruce. I says, Bruce, you have insight on this. He's the owner of Chick-fil-A, right? Uh, he's got two locations. I says, what does it look like for your business to be shut down on Sunday? And he says, you know what? There's times that I get busy and work on the seventh day, stocking and different things like that, and, it, and I find that it catches up on me. But he says what's interesting is um, the owner uh, of uh, Chick-fil-A, his name is Ms. Mr. Kathy, he lived to 93 years old, I think he passed away in 2014, but out of all the decisions that he made, 
back in the early day, they decided, he was raised in a Baptist church, and they said, we're going to shut down on Sunday. And he says, out of all the decisions I made, Bruce shared with me this nugget. Get it? Get it? Nugget. <laughs> Chick-fil-A nugget. Okay, sorry, that's my, well, that's my dad joke for the day. Uh, he says, out of everything, choosing the menu, the franchising, the location, coming up with the delicious candy cane chocolate shake that's seasonal at Christmas, all those decisions, the number one best decision he reflected on his life was to shut down on Sunday. That is really, really interesting. There was a quote that he said, you can put it up on the screen, it says, our decision to close on Sunday was our way of honoring God and of directing our attention to things that mattered more than business. Isn't that interesting? I don't know what the stock is, I don't know all the different things, but I see these businesses succeeding very well. Discount Tire, Hobby Lobby, and Chick-fil-A. They succeed very well. What's that? Carolinas. It's a great restaurant. They're closed on Sunday? Okay, don't go to Carolinas, they're gonna be shut down. Thank you, Paul, for that, appreciate that. Okay, now, so take everything I've said. Now, ball it up, and now I want you to put into the context some lenses that Jesus told us about Sabbath. Can we do that? Um, in Mark 4, he said to them that Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath. This is good news, because this is really what the religious people got tripped up on, right? Like, they were always fighting Jesus because he wasn't honoring the Sabbath. And Jesus is saying, no, 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 time out. You don't serve Sabbath. Sabbath is a gift for you. It's for us. In Luke, we see a dissertation of a religious leader and Jesus talking. And the ruler of the synagogue in Luke 13, verses 14 through 15, he said, um, he answered with indignation because Jesus had healed somebody on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, hey, there's six days in which man ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on one of them, but don't come on Sabbath for the healing. Like, <laughs> this is what he said. And Jesus said, um, the Lord answered him and said, Hypocrite, does not each one of you on Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water? He's saying, you know what? It's okay. Moms, it's okay. Your children are still going to have needs on your day off. You don't want to sit down with them. Okay, let's turn to Exodus 20. Now, I am not allowed to feed you or make you macaroni and cheese. You get your own sippy this day, right? That's what you want to say. You're like, this message is for me. No, you can still feed your children, right? You can still do things. You don't have to be legalistic about this. And so a lot of people are like, well, what about an emergency? This is, what, this is what's great about the Bible. Jesus talks about that. He said to them, which of you, in uh, Luke 14, uh, 14, 5, which of you having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit will not immediately pull him up out on the Sabbath day? Right? So if you get a flat tire, it's okay to change it. It's all right. I mean, who here hasn't had their donkey fall in a hole on the Sabbath? That's happened to every one of us. Right? Here's the problem. The problem is this. If it happens every Sabbath day, on Monday, just get a shovel and dig in the hole. Fill it in. Like, you're, you're emerging. You'll build a fence. Do whatever. But really try to sketch out a day where you can rest. Right? So you can, you can still do your life. Like, if you spill milk on the floor, just 
Pick it up, but don't cry about it, right? <laughs> right? Oh, shoot, two dad jokes. I just lied to you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so it's okay if emergency does pop up. But the question that, you, that you're asking yourself is, what do I do on Sabbath? Like, what does that look like for me to take a day off? The real question you should ask is what you don't do on Sabbath. And what you don't do on Sabbath, what you don't do on your day off, is work. You don't answer emails. You don't respond to text messages. At staff meeting, I'm like, okay, when do you guys want to take Sabbath day? Because we can't take it on Sunday. But you, are, you have full permission. I might send you a message, but you're not allowed to respond to me until your day is off. And there's a, there's a phone on your button that says, do not disturb. You, can, you probably never do, knew that it was there, but you can actually shut your phone off or hit do not disturb. You go airplane, 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 mode, airplane mode and shut your phone off. But it's important to have that break. Um, so maybe you need to find a hobby. You could read a book. You could go for a walk. You could, you know, ask yourself, hey, what, what fills my cup? What do I enjoy doing? Um, I remember a, a story in a, uh, a guy that was um, saying, hey, look, I could really use your thoughts. I want to, you know, get your ideas on my business and everything like that. Um, he says, I'm open on Thursday, could we do lunch? And he looked at it, he's like, Thursday, I'm scheduled all day to do nothing. He's like, okay, great. You want to meet at like 12 o'clock for lunch? And he says, no, you don't get it. I'm scheduled all day to do nothing, to do no thing on Thursday. <laughs> and he says, I don't even understand it. He says, I'll tell you what, let's get together for lunch on Friday and I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> so we are scheduled to do nothing it's okay, and for me, like, it's okay if I don't do yard work. It's okay if I don't make my bed that day, you know? It's okay if I don't make coffee and I drink yesterday's coffee. No, no. I, you can make fresh coffee every day. You make, that's a hobby, yeah. You want to flush your toilet every day. You should do that, right? Don't take the day off from that. <laughs> Um, Colossians 2.16, you could tell people are getting worked up by this, and Paul says, hey, look, there's no judgment. He says, don't let anyone judge you for the food or the drink that you do or regarding a festival or a new moon celebration or Sabbath. So there's no judgment on this. But I think clearly the medical field and God is telling us that we are wired to take a day off every seven days, every six days. Does that make sense? So, and, and this really was hard for me. Like, it felt like work to be able to not work. Um, some of you might experience that, and some of you might have baby steps on this, because it is really, really difficult, because we live in such a 24-7 culture. And God's saying, you know what? You can be 24-6. It's okay. It's okay. You can give yourself permission not to work. So I still shower. I still have to pick up the kids from school. I still have to do these things. But I'm intentionally trying to scoot off work so that I can give my mind a rest. In closing up, um, there's this quote from um, Marva Dawn. I think she says it so well. She says, on Sabbath day, we deliberately remember that we have ceased trying to be God and instead have put our lives back into his control. Concentrating on God's lordship in our life enables us to return to his sovereign hands and all the things that are beyond our control and terrifying us. 
once those things are safely there, as long as we don't stupidly take them back again, guilty, our emotions can truly find comfort and healing rest. Um, Robert Morris, he's a really popular pastor, he was sharing a story about how he was just working so much getting his church started and planted and five years had gone by and he just was like starting to break down and so the elder says you know what we're going to give you kind of a two-month sabbatical and so um, it was his 25th anniversary and so him and his wife decided to go on a cruise and um, he was out on the deck and he just just realized like wow like this has taken such a toll on me and for the first time I kind of feel like myself and he was talking to God and God says well what day is it and he said it was at the end of his, you know, break. And he's like, actually, it's day 53. And he says, the reason you feel like yourself again is because you, you over the last five years neglected to take a day off for a year. And so on the 53rd day, I feel like myself. And he says, God, I, I'm so sorry. And God says, I forgive you. But ever since then, he really made a practice and a rhythm in his life to take a break, to give him his mind the mental, mental clarity and a, and a break from all of his, his normal stuff. And so in closing, I just, I want us to give, um, give ourselves a chance just to hear from God. And so I want you to ask, God, what are you saying to me? What are you speaking to me? What, what do I need to do to create new rhythm? So let's just go ahead and pray and the worship team can come up. But Lord, right now, we just, um, we just silence our hearts. And this is a wonderful moment. This is the moment that we need. What are, you, what are you saying to us? How can we better our lives? Speak to us, Lord. What are you saying? As we sing this last song, I just um, want you to reflect that again, this is God's goodness. This is an invitation to something wonderful. And now that I'm on the side of getting better in this rhythm, it's one of my most favorite days that I look forward to, knowing that I don't have to labor through this. And if you need prayer, we have a prayer team, or if you just want to come up on the altar, whatever, whatever it looks like, whatever God's telling you, may it, um, may it be something that you know that His grace is going to help you accomplish.